0: This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips.
1: Good morning and welcome to Town Square Sunday. I'm your host, Jim Phillips. Town Square Sunday is a community affairs program that highlights individuals and organizations that are seeking to make the South Coast a better place to live and work. It's been a busy week for the American Red Cross in Massachusetts, Leominster, Haverhill, North Attleboro, a crazy week of rain. And flooding. Red Cross of Massachusetts has responded to those emergencies, and with a hurricane threatening eastern Massachusetts now, and also northern New England, Red Cross personnel will continue to face those challenges. Joining me today to talk about the Red Cross response and more is Kelly Eisner. She's the Regional Director of External Communication for the Massachusetts Red Cross. Kelly, we have talked before, so welcome back. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Um, so, Kelly, what sort of response did the Red Cross have uh, to the flooding in Leominster and other spots in that part of Massachusetts? We did see videotape. It was terrible, frankly. It was, uh, people were, had to evacuate, uh, had to leave their homes. It was a, a terrible time up there. How many volunteers uh, were active in those areas?
0: Well, um, since September 8th, um, and first of all, I should say, our heart goes out to everyone who's been impacted. Um, This is something that we don't see very often, where throughout, like, very different geographical points of Massachusetts are all dealing with the same kind of issues when it comes to river flooding. And the damage is extensive, and it's going to be long-term. You know, and again, we just, we feel for everyone who's had to experience this. Um, When it comes to volunteers, uh, what we ended up having to do is, um, rather than doing sort of individual relief operations, we started up in North Andover. um, Then there was flooding in North Attleboro, then in Leominster as well. So we kind of rolled those into one operation so that our volunteers could be a little bit more flexible um, in making sure that all those communities were served. Um, We had to open multiple shelters. At one point in Leominster. we had a shelter population of about 100 people. Um, thankfully, they um, that shelter has been able to close um, because all the resident, all the clients that we were seeing at that time have been able to transition into longer term housing. Um, again, that doesn't mean that the problem is over, but at least it's progress. And you know, in, in a couple of weeks like we've had, we'll take it.
1: And uh, North Attleboro. Uh... Maybe not as bad as Leominster, but you tell me, was it, uh, how tough was it there?
0: It You know what? It's been tough everywhere. Um, anywhere, any communities that are in the path of some of this river flooding, even those that haven't traditionally seen river flooding, I mean, um, these parts of Central Mass, you know, Leominster that you talked about is not normally a big flood prone area. Um, and again, in, in North Attleboro, if you had a house that was in that path, it was as, uh, Bad as you've ever seen, um, you know grateful to our partners and to emergency responders that um you know that injuries were minor and that we're mainly talking about property damage but um again, if it's your basement or your yard or your first floor or even God forbid the second floor that's getting damaged um you know it's really it's a hard thing to go through the Red Cross is here for you um in addition to meeting immediate needs, you know, when we talk about food and sheltering and a safe place to sleep and warm meals. Uh, we're also in it for the long term. You know, we uh, we have a big um, team of volunteers that works in an area that we call disaster mental health. This is making sure that, you know, you have someone that can kind of help you adjust to all the emotions that come up when something like this happens. Um, it's traumatic, um, and that's something that we take very seriously.
1: More rain and wind, likely, with Hurricane Lee pushing up the Atlantic. Um, What's the preparations like for the Red Cross uh, for what looks to be a, a uh, a weekend storm?
0: Absolutely. I mean, we have been preparing to respond, and, you know, the forecasts, the closer we get to the storm, the forecasts can narrow in, but unfortunately our Preparations have to start long before we ever know what the storm is going to do. Um, we have been pre-positioning people and supplies. Um, right now in our, our Medford office, we have volunteers that are coming in from all over the country to assist the Massachusetts and Maine and New Hampshire volunteers that are already on the ground um, working to make sure that we, if there's need for shelter, that we're ready to go the second the, the storm passes. Um, you know, we have as of a Thursday afternoon, um, three hundred and eighty-eight people currently assigned to this operation. Um, fifty-five are already in Massachusetts and the rest are on route. That number is probably gonna go up um depending on what the storm does and what the needs are. Um and it's you know, I always wanna take this opportunity to remind people that even if you're not in a coastal area, um, even if you're not somewhere that you think is at risk, it's a good idea to constantly be paying attention to those weather forecasts. Um, you know, I can't say this enough. If you are told to evacuate, please follow those instructions. Please evacuate. If you're told to stay put to shelter in place, please do so. Um, emergency officials do not make those recommendations lightly. Um, they're weighing all the scientific evidence and all their year's collective breadth of the. Experience um, when they make those decisions. So if you're told to do something, good idea to do it. All right.
1: Um, you're listening to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Kelly Eisner, who is the Regional Director of External Communications with the American Red Cross Organization in Massachusetts. Um, earlier this week, uh, we heard there was a nationwide shortage of blood now, the storms have kind of taken away some of the luster of that announcement. Maybe not luster, but some of the importance, really, of that, uh, of that announcement. But uh, this is something that uh, is a concern as well. What, what does a nationwide shortage mean? I know what the language means, but that, does that mean we are really short of blood across the nation?
0: Absolutely. Um, so because the Red Cross is the national supplier, there's really, in our terms, there's no such thing as a Massachusetts blood supply or Haverhill blood supply. You know, we're talking about a national supply because the Red Cross has the ability to if it's only one area that's impacted to kind of make up for that. We can get extra products into that area so the hospital needs are met. Um, the problem is when we talk about a national blood shortage, it's because every part of the country is experiencing the same thing at the same time. To put it in perspective, the national blood supply has fallen about 25% since early August. Um, And, you know, you mentioned the hurricane and it or just not even the hurricane, but all the severe weather that we've been having um, more important than ever to think about the blood supply, because what happens is, you know, we saw this with Hurricane Adalia down in Florida. Um, It added to the strain on the blood supply because blood drives had to be canceled. In some cases, donors, even if they weren't in a directly impacted area, they were staying at home they rescheduled their appointments so that was more blood that went uncollected um and there's always the fear that that can happen again you know if we are seeing lots of rain and washed out roads in massachusetts or in southern new hampshire you know we we still need to collect the same amount of blood um so my plea is for people who are hearing this if you're in an area where it is safe to go out and and consider donating blood please do so um we would prefer you make an appointment in advance, but if you know, don't be, don't let no appointment be what stops you. Um, it's needed every two seconds. Someone in the United States needs blood, so it's a very real problem
1: right now. In Massachusetts, how can they make an appointment? How can they uh, get involved?
0: Redcrossblood.org is one of the easy ways. You can just uh, there's a little box up in the corner. You put your zip code in. I personally, when I do it, I use the app, it's, the app is free, I have an iPhone, we have it for Android too, um, it's the Red Cross Blood Donor app. What I like about the app is in addition to making my appointments, it also keeps your donor card and it keeps a record of your last health history, so you know, every time you go to give blood, they take your blood pressure, your pulse, things like that, it actually keeps a record of the last multiple visits for you. So. You go to your doctor for your physical, you've got a little bit of extra health information right there.
1: And uh, is there any type of uh, blood that is in need more than others, uh, Kelly?
0: Um, The short answer is that everything's needed, but unfortunately when we're talking about a national blood shortage, uh, type O is usually what goes first, um, and platelets as well. Type O is the universal donor, so um, anyone who... You know, if you're in a trauma situation where you're being rushed to the emergency room, you need blood, there's no time to test, you will get O negative. Um, and then when it comes to platelets, platelets are always in demand as well because um, there's, no, there's a short shelf life. They only have a shelf life of about five days. They can't be frozen. Um, so platelets always in, in demand as well. All right, so... So, yeah, long, short answer is all types are needed. And if you don't know your blood type, come anyway. We'll figure it out. Sure. Um, But especially type O and platelets.
1: All right, so tell us what platelets is all about. The last time I had you on, uh, uh, my producer at the time uh, chewed me out for not asking about platelets because they are very important. Uh, Tell us about
0: platelets. Absolutely, they are very important. So platelets are the clotting portion of your blood. Um, and as I mentioned, they have to be transfused within five days of donation. Um, where we see a lot of platelets being used, more than half of what the Red Cross collects goes to people in, um, that are being treated for cancer. Um, they're an important, again, important part of clotting and of healing. When my mother was on her cancer journey, she needed platelets multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a different kind of donation. So if you are interested in donating platelets, it has to be done at one of our brick and mortar locations. Um, We just opened a new site in uh, Kingston, but we have um, blood donor centers in Boston, Dedham, Springfield, Lister. We're all over the state. We try to spread out as much as we
1: can. All right. Um, If you want to become a Red Cross volunteer, and I know that... uh, uh, The volunteers have been very important in the northern part of the state, and they could be really important this weekend uh, in our particular area. Um, So how can you become a volunteer?
0: Um, You can, and I I will have to say, I cannot say enough good things about our volunteers. These are the big-hearted people that decide they want to help their communities, they want to run a shelter. They want to learn about um, the proper way to feed 100 people at a shelter and they show up and they keep coming back. Um, Our volunteers are a special group of people. We adore them. The Red Cross is 90% volunteer run. So, um, you know, we can't stress enough how much we rely on our volunteers. The easiest way, uh, redcross.org slash volunteer today. That website will take you to um, our most needed volunteer opportunities. Right now, uh, there's a big need for sheltering. Um, There is some training involved, but it's pretty easy to do, and we're happy to walk you through it. Um, You can also, you know, 1-800-RED-CROSS or follow us on social media. We're constantly putting that link out there as well. We'd love to see you.
1: All right. Um, And I guess uh, really my final question is – you know, the public uh, has to, or a role to play in all of this. Um, number one, the public should be paying attention in, uh, in these yes. hard weather times. Um, uh, clearly, they should be paying attention to weather reports and, uh, you know, uh, uh, just, just thinking about it. Make sure that you have what you need uh, in advance, not, not two hours before, a day or two before is really what you need to do. And uh, that's really important too. Um, Absolutely. Any final words, Kelly?
0: Yes. So when it comes to preparedness, even if you think you're not in an area that is going to see an impact from this storm, um, I want you to keep three things in mind. So that what we tell people to do is build a kit, make a plan, stay informed. Um, So building a kit just means you have supplies close to the door that if you did need to leave your house suddenly. Um, you could grab and go on the way. It includes, you know, your extra prescription medications, fresh water, um, hygiene supplies, things like that, um, copies of important documents. Um, make a plan is the other half of that. You have to tell your family <laughs> what your plan is. Um, if, if, Again, if you did need to evacuate, let's say you're working from home and you get that evacuation order, how do your kids know where to meet you? Um, you want to make sure that schools, relatives. Everyone knows what the plan is should the worst case scenario come to fruition. And then stay informed is exactly what you talked about. You want to um, make sure that you have access to either, you know, when you have power, you can turn on the TV or radio. Um, When you lose power, you want to have either battery operated or hand crank radio available so that you can continue to listen to weather forecasts. If your phone is charged, you can always find Updates on social media, it's a good idea to follow MEMA, National Weather Service, things like that, Um, whatever platform is your platform of choice. Um, But again, yeah, just making sure that you know what's going on, because this stuff happens fast.
1: It sure does. My thanks to uh, Kelly Eisner, the Regional Director of External uh, Communication for the American Red Cross here in Massachusetts. Uh, Good luck, uh, Kelly, with the weekend, and hopefully everything will head east and avoid much of our area, hopefully.
0: That's my hope as well. Thank you and stay safe, stay dry this weekend.
1: All right. Uh, Town Square Sunday will return in just a moment.